It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. This is your Wednesday Best Bets episode in the National Basketball Association playoffs. It doesn't work the same when I say National Basketball Association, (laughs) like National Football League. It just doesn't roll off the tongue the same way. But to join me to give me some best bets for the Wednesday game between the Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia 76ers in a very suddenly interesting series. We've got Sean Little. He's from MSG Networks. You can find him on Twitter at Chicago Flow. Sean, what's good? What's up, Matty? You just got to say the association. That works. That rolls off better than the National (laughs) Basketball Association. In the association. Also joining me is Jay Money, making his return this week. You can find him on Twitter at jmoneyismoney. Jay, how you doing? Uh, everything's going good, man. Um, we we live in right every, every another day of us breathing, man. It's a good day, man. So excited to talk some basketball with my guys. All right, let's set the table for the Wednesday slate. Just one game because the NBA decided to get all funky with the second round series because uh, they want to have everything set now. And so we have like this huge ass gap in Suns Nuggets while the Nuggets try and figure out what the hell they're going to do with Phoenix. Uh, so anyway, Celtics, nine and a half point favorites. Game one, close 10. This opened eight and a half, got bet to nine and a half based off of the trends, which we'll talk about. Uh, total 218 and a half, open 215, already up to 218 and a half. We'll go around the table. We'll give our best bets and then we'll figure out the cap on them. Uh, let's start with Sean today. Sean, what are your best bets for Wednesday's game? Celtics team total over 113 and a half, minus 114 over at FanDuel. And I'm going to go a little James Harden, double, double, plus 155. Uh, give me give me Celtics in the first half in this one, guys. Uh, Celtics first half, I don't really care what the number is. This is a spot play, um, and I'm a bit of spot. I don't really – well, I mean, obviously I care what the number. I wouldn't bet 10, but uh, Celtics minus six in the first half for me. All right. Uh, I'm going to go – who? I need to think about this more. I'll have a best bet by the end of the episode because I, I my, my initial play is the under on Sixers team total, under 104 and a half. We'll talk about why. But I want to be cautious with it. I want to make sure I get the right one. I'm determined for this to be a good round. We got off to a good start yesterday. Uh, want to get this one right. So let's go ahead and start with Sean. Sean, um, the bounce back spot, everybody kind of knows. Like This is not like a surprising thing. Um, teams in this spot, just they tend to win and cover. When you're down 0-1 on, at home, a um, lot of reasons for this to be a bounce back spot for the Celtics. The Celtics know they shouldn't have lost that game in our series preview. I I'm feeling really good about myself. I will give myself like a small victory lap here. Like literally my cap was this, that 
I took Sixers plus two and a half on the win spread because the Celtics are going to fuck around. The Celtics fucked around in game one. They caught a Sixers team without Joel Embiid. They had a lead. They let it go. They got a lead. They let it go. They got a lead. They let it go. Sixers pulled ahead. Sixers pulled ahead. Sixers won the game. Um, You're specifically taking the team total here. I'm curious why you like the team total versus a play on Boston. Yeah, Celtics team total over 113 and a half here. The reason I like it is it's because it's the only thing I can rely on with the Boston Celtics is that they can put up points. Now, it's all reliable for me. Anytime they're in a tough spot, they they have seemed to put up big numbers here. They did the same thing to Atlanta when they needed a W. They put up 120 plus. When the Celtics are in a tough spot, they just are going to go out there and try to outscore you. They I, I can't rely on them defensively, just like you laid out. There was, I actually called a buddy with like three and a half minutes left in the first half against Philly. And I said, we're going to learn a lot about if the Boston Celtics learned anything about, uh, learned anything from the Atlanta Hawks in series one is that they should bury this Philly team in the second half and win this game by 15 plus points. I, they didn't, I didn't even get to the second half to figure out that they hadn't learned anything because they gave up and squandered the eight point lead that they had. And they ended up going in to the, the end of the half as a one-possession game. I can't rely on Missoula to make adjustments. I can't count on Tatum down the stretch. The fact that Tatum and Brown, last field goal, they didn't score. They didn't have a bucket, essentially, the last six minutes of the game is absolutely inexcusable. They had three points coming down the stretch. All three were free throws from Tatum. Now, I, I, I actually can see them not covering this number, I could see this being a close game once again, especially if Harden backs up what he did in game one. But for them to score 114 plus, I think it is the right play here. In 16 games without Embiid this year, the Sixers have been given up 118.4 points per game. That's 114 with him in the lineup. So that's about a four-point difference. Uh, I like the back the bounce back spot here for Boston. They they tend to fuck around and then like, oh, I guess we got to come out here and, and turn it up a little bit. I expect them to do that in game two at home. I wouldn't lay the nine. I'll take them to score 114. Okay, so the numbers, uh, like, as we're kind of looking at this, I, I pulled these up. Um, in the playoffs, game two at home, lost the first one. 75 and 19 straight up at 80%. Seven, 57, 36 and one at 61% ATS. So they cover there. I also pulled team total for you. And the number is 51 out of 94 for 55% of the time. The team in that second game does in fact go over their team total. So I like the the play there. Um, Jay, you're playing the first half. This is an even stronger trend. Uh, as we've seen, this is via Evan Abrams. Uh, last two seasons, first half after a loss, 28 and 19 first half against the spread. 76, 53, and one the last two seasons is that, that how that goes. That's the, the comparison here. Um, so I just assume this is a pretty simple, like no matter what the number was, you were just going to take Celtics first half because this is just the spot play that, that we take. Yes, sir. Yeah, you can make that 29 and 19 ATS after this one. Celtics about to come out here, win the first half by double digits. They always they almost won the first um first half in the first game, right? When the Celtics, yep. I mean, that was the 76er spot, in my opinion. They came out ready. They knew that they weren't gonna have and beat. You could tell the way they were playing, they were ready to play the Boston Celtics. They had got owned by them in a the regular season. And the Celtics, that's what they do. Sometimes they need to get punched in the mouth. But guess what? What happens when they do get punched in the mouth? They know how to punch back. They're at the house. Uh, obviously, a must win 
win game for the Celtics. I see them coming out early and often uh, on the Sixers playing defense the way that they do. I mean, the Celtics just weren't interested in that first game. That was part of the reason why I was on uh, Sixers plus the double digits. And now I'm like, no, Embiid, the Celtics are going to exhale here. Now, after I'm glad that they lost that game, now this is a wake-up spot. Celtics will come out here ready to go playing defense. Um, they can get whatever they want inside the paint. They had 66 points inside the paint um, in the in that first game. I believe they had 40 in the first half. So they know the recipe to, to success. Um, and sometimes it just kind of makes you wonder. They know they can get whatever they want inside the paint. Why are you shooting threes uh, late in the game, right, uh, when you just need to win the game? So kind of head scratcher there. Obviously, Joe Mazzulla can get out coached, but this is a spot. This is one on the players here. Celtics will come out here ready to go early and often. Um, I like the I like the uh, team total by our guy, Sean, there as well. That's cashing as well. Like I say, they can get whatever they want inside the paint. Start there in the paint, then start kicking it out to hit some threes. Uh, Celtics will win this first half by double digits. Here's what I don't like. Here's the only thing I don't like. So we talked about, I went on Green Dot Daily, and we talked about this in the in the game one numbers too. This number's stupid. Like, this is a stupid, this is a stupid fucking number. Um, It was dumb at 10. It's still dumb at nine. It would be dumb at anything basically over, I think, eight. Anything over eight is dumb. Okay, I've got this. I've got this model eight. The previous series matchups were three. Okay, let's put another point on it because it's the playoffs and you're playing starters. Let's put this at four, and fully healthy. Joel's worth five points to the spread. That that's what that's what we're saying. We're we're saying that he's worth the MVP, man. Five points to the spread. Well, yeah, he's gonna get. He will. He will in fact be voted MVP. That is correct. He will get. He will be awarded. Eight and a half, that's still four and a half. That's high. Like, Joel puts up the numbers. Joel, like, honestly, like, the Sixers record without him is really good. The ATS record is really good. Like, there's no way to justify a four and a half point swing on him. There's there's none. So even we say, like, I guess what we could say is, like, downgrade it to say it's worth three, and then you get, like, a point and a half for this the bounce back spot, right? Because it's effectively, it's eight and a half. And like they're gonna factor in that to the, the the books are gonna factor that in. That's why the first half line is juiced. Like I'll just tell you, like Jay's laying it, and and I know why Jay's laying it, and I get the Jay's laying it. And when Jay makes these plays, Jay has been very successful. And it's usually when like when Jay comes in, like the number does not matter, right? Like you, there is no like, is there a number here that you would be like, no, I don't want that that they could reasonably put out, Jay? Well, I wouldn't be laying minus nine in the right. first half. First half. I know that right? it's a it's an extra point, but. Let's just put it this way. It's that's an extra point for a reason because they've seen this time and yeah. time again. Teams come out here ready. So um, I mean, and obviously it, it could exactly. So uh it's just a it's a spot that I'll take a hundred times out of a hundred and live with the results. Yeah. So the but my problem here is like, you know, my my inclination was just to lay the nine with the Celts and just be like, let's just let's just Celts gonna gonna blow them out. Let's just lay the nine. They'll come back. But this line is inherently wrong. Like it's just this line is not accurate. So like Sean, I feel like I'm betting into a market that is heavily stacked against me before we get to the spot adjustment. Like just taking the baseline, I don't like this number. Yeah, I mean it's it's because they mess around. They're hard to trust. The 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 teams that you we talked about this last week. The teams you want to back land nine ten are the teams that get out in front and then bury folks. They get out up eight nine ten. And they hang out and mess around on offense and don't run any sets and play a bunch of ISO ball. And then you find some of their best players on the bench, like Derek White will be on the bench and that type of stuff. It, it Marcus Smart, if you watched game one, 
actually realized what was happening and Tatum wasn't around and Brown wasn't doing anything. And he tried to will them himself offensively, which we know is not his game. He went to the rack. He got a couple and ones and was trying to do what was, what needed to be done, but they just faded down the stretch. So, yeah, I mean, typically this would be a spot. I, I think flat out Jay would have took first quarter, first half full game, but he doesn't trust that they'll bury these guys when they're up. He expects them to come out early and often like he laid out and take care of business early. The The nine number is spooky because every time it comes down the stretch, it's been a theme all year for the Celtics, offensively especially, they 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 seem to get really tight. I think this is a game where they're going to put up such a big number in the first half that they'll be able to cruise to the team total. That's also why I'm looking at it. But, l- like, let's be serious too, guys. They, they, were, they only hit 10 threes. I can't remember the last time the Celtics only hit 10 threes. I pulled up the last 30 games of this year. They haven't been down that low. They're always consistently around that 15 to 17 to 18 threes in a game number. I mean, there was a game earlier this season versus Atlanta where they hit 25. So it it was overall an offensive poor performance, especially coming down the stretch. I expect Boston to bounce back. And um, the nine is spooky because – Philly uh, is going to play these guys tough. James looked really good in game one. That's why I'm looking at the team total here. I could see it being, you know, a one, a 120, 113 type game. And, and I end up covering the team total, but not the game. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, I'm going to stick with what my original inclination was. I'm going to take the, the Sixers team total under 104 and a half. And I'm going to say why, what? uh, the last two seasons. So like, I'm trying to basically carve out this iteration of the Celtics, the post Brad Celtics, right? Like let's put this run and separate it out from the other Celtics runs. So last season's playoffs and, uh, this season's playoffs after a loss, they have held an opponent under their team total in eight out of 11. Now, at 104 and a half, I was like, boy, that line is awful low for a 2023 playoff game. However, last season, we still had like comparable offensive performance. They only allowed 96 points in those games per game. And I was like, all right, so a lot of that's got to be the Bucs because the Bucs can't hit shit, right? They held the Warriors after a loss uh to 100 104 and 103 do i think that the sixers without Embiid are a better offense than the warriors last year i do not like i think the war i like the overs in this series because i think without Embiid because of those things so i kind of like i like your play sean i don't want them both 
I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the Sixers under 104 and a half. And that's going to be my angle on, on this play. Like that's how I'm going to bet the bounce back. I'll take Celtics. I might put them together too. I might do a Celtics first half money line team total under Sixers 104 and a half. That feels right to me. And that way I don't have to, to screw around with the number. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about the nine. So that's what we're going to do. All right, Sean, give me the cap on your Harden bet. Yeah, James Harden, double-double, plus 155. Not a big play here for me, but I do like this spot. Harden played eight games this year without Embiid, including the playoffs. He's had 10-plus assists in five of those eight games. I don't expect the Boston Celtics to let James go one-on-one versus Al Horford and get switches anytime he wants and essentially pick out who he's playing offense against. And, he, I mean, he, there, there, was, there was a couple possessions where – he was able to get a very easy switch. The Boston Celtics let him get on to Sam Hauser. Anything he wanted, he was getting uh, in game one. I don't expect them to let that happen. I expect them to get the ball out of his hands as much as possible. And, and um, James can still play make. That's what he does. He's going to be that distribution Harden. That's why I like this plus 155 price. The PRA is 38 and a half, and it's juiced to the over at minus 118. His assist number is at eight and a half. Uh, I think he could easily get... 10 plus assists here. And I like him, of course, to score 10 points. So we're essentially getting Harden over or at 10, 10 plus assists at plus 155, something that he's consistently done without Embiid in the lineup, including this year. Uh, the In the one game, he did not play against the uh, Brooklyn Nets. He went for 11 dimes there. I, I like Harden to, to go back to distribution Harden. I'll take the plus 155 on James double double. Jay, I don't think that goes against any of your caps or your reads on this game. It goes a little bit against mine with the Celtics under 104 and a half um, or Sixers under 104 and a half. Uh, do you have any reaction on the Harden play here? Yeah, I'm right there with Sean. I don't think Harden is – he's not going for 45. You're probably going to see a little bit more Robert Williams in this one, a little less Al Horford, but they'll watch the film. They will make adjustments. Uh, they'll probably do their best to try to go um, under the, the pick and roll. That way you're not playing that much drop coverage um, getting and letting Harden, like you said, pick out whoever he wants. So he can't be going up against Al Horford. Al Horford's the older player. Um, he just can't be out there. I know Robert Williams, like, isn't 100% with his knee, but they have to play him more. I'm actually thinking about some Robert Williams rebounds over in this one. Um, I think – he has to play a lot more in this one, whether that's tandem with, with Horford, but I don't think you'll see that many more pick and rolls. They're going to be all over Harden in this and so make sure that he doesn't beat them by himself. All right, it's got to do it for Buckets for your Wednesday episode. Good luck with your bets. Make sure to check out the Action Network app. Best way for you to track your picks. You get up the second information for the bets and money you're coming in on. Both the fellows are in the app. We appreciate you guys being with us. My thanks to David Payne, our producer. We'll see you guys again next time. Tomorrow's episode will break down Thursday slate. Thanks for joining us. Until then... Let's get buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.